Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm here in Melbourne, Australia. Thanks so much for listening. It'd be great to hear where you're listening from. Send us an email, kingdomdynamicspodcast at gmail.com. Today, I do have a teaching. Uh, I was ordained as a minister and preached every single Sunday for many years. And this is probably more alongside that homiletic style of message. So I'm really excited to bring that to you today. And of course, the topic is the kingdom of God. And I love this jumped out at me in my studies this week that Paul was approved by God to preach the gospel. Isn't that great? Two, um, sorry, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul was those who were approved by God to preach the gospel. Are you approved by God to preach the gospel? Have you been approved? Has God approved you to preach the gospel? Remember, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, they don't come because we go out on the streets and and witness. They don't come because we cross the chicken line. They come because God is confirming the word of the kingdom. He's not confirming the word of some church growth strategy. He's confirming the word of the kingdom of God. These signs follow those who believe. And you can't believe and not preach. You can't be, you know, those who are forgiven much love much. And once you believe, once you realize how much you're loved, how you're called by God, how much you've been given, you will love much. You will want to tell people about God. You'll want to tell them about the kingdom of God. And Paul says in this same chapter that God invites us into his kingdom and glory. And that's a whole big part of my ministry and what I'm unveiling to the church. The mystery of the gospel is that we are just like God, that we're being transformed into his image. And that means we are going to be just like God. And part of that is understanding that we have been invited into his kingdom and his glory. Jesus prayed for us to be one with the Father, to share in his glory. Think about that. What does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, that's a bit of a teaser. But for now, Paul said, our coming alongside you to encourage you was not out of some delusion or impure motive or an intention to mislead you, but rather we have been approved by God to be those who preach the gospel. So are you approved by God? Well, let's have a look because I believe that the Holy Spirit has put every quality, every prerequisite, to be approved in this passage of Scripture. And it starts by saying, our coming alongside you. 
I believe that if we are going to be preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, not some other gospel, because Paul said there were many gospels, but he said, my gospel, the gospel, he said, my gospel is Jesus Christ crucified. And so you are coming alongside people. You know, I, I used to love those fly-in, fly-out preachers. They'd, they'd fly in from America. You know, I'd drive seven or 12 hours to, to hear them speak. And they'd have some amazing video of themselves, you know, with music. And it was, you know, they'd get up and preach and then they'd, they, that their bodyguard would take them away to the airport, you know. Um, I don't think that's all bad, but it is a very big contrast to coming alongside people. And I believe that, you know, God is building a family. Jesus was making disciples. He, he did life with people. And you've got to remember the Holy Spirit is, is in the Greek called the parakletos, and he's the one who comes alongside you. And the best ministry that you can be is the Holy Spirit, that you would be the Holy Spirit, that you would be just like the Holy Spirit. 1 John says we walk as Jesus walked. Romans says to be controlled, conformed by the Spirit, to be controlled and by the leading of the Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is our friend, if he's our teacher, if he's our helper, if he's our comforter, and if he's doing life with us, if he's coming alongside us, then we should be the same. As we're led by the Spirit, we're going to be like the Spirit. So in your preaching of the gospel, in your prerequisite, in your being approved to preach, are you coming alongside people? Are you discipling people? You know, or are you just yelling at them? See, you know, there might be some benefit to yelling at people on the streets. I'm sure somebody got saved. There might be some benefit to your Facebook posts and your Instagram posts about the kingdom. But I think Paul's saying that 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 there's a better way and it's 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 coming alongside people. And he says to encourage them. Isn't it an encouragement that God loves people? Isn't it an encouragement that God is no longer holding man's sins against them? I mean, imagine telling people that. In their minds, they're thinking, you know, I don't believe in God or I don't want to go to church or, you know. But if you tell them, you know, did you know that God does not hold your sins against you? They don't really know that. They don't really believe that. Paul said that our ministry is reconciling people to God, telling them that God is not holding their sins against them. That's the truth. You may not even really fully believe that, but Jesus hung on that cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they have done. And Paul says in his epistles, in his letters, that, that our sins, that God has forgiven us our sins. So you can tell people their sins are forgiven. They just need to receive it. They need to receive that forgiven forgiveness. So here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning here in, in and around verse 3, our coming alongside you to encourage you was not out of some delusion or impure motive or an intention to mislead you, but we have been approved by God. 
And then he goes on to say, our motivation to preach was not in please to please people, but to please God. So that's the second level of approval, I believe, that your preaching is to please God. You have a relationship with God. He has revealed to you his desire. He has revealed to you that his will is that no one would perish, but all would come to eternal life, that he so loves the world that he gave his son, Jesus. And so your preaching of the kingdom is to please God. You're not there to please people. I love watching Dan Moller. If you haven't watched Dan Moller, do yourself a favor. Buckle your seatbelt and and watch a YouTube video of Dan Moller, M-O-H-L-E-R, on YouTube, or David Hogan. These guys don't care about people. They they turn up wearing, you know, normal clothes, grandpa clothes. They don't care what they're wearing. They don't shave. They don't care. And I just love that. It's such a contrast to the religious and other preachers that we see. So they're not looking to please man. God is our witness that when we came to encourage you, we never once used cunning compliments as a pretext for greed. So it's not about the money. I love how Dr. Kevin Zadai, Kevin Zadai and his wife Kathy, they they pay for their conferences. Instead of charging money for a ticket, it's a free event. And not only that, they give everybody lunch. They give everybody a manual. Every conference I've been to, I had to pay. Even as a staff member, you know, often I would have to pay to attend a conference. So I'm already having to take time off work. So that's a loss of, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And then I'm paying for a ticket. And again, I'm not saying that's all wrong. But Paul said, we did not want to be a burden. Isn't that beautiful? Beloved brothers and sisters, surely you remember how hard we, the preachers, worked among you. We worked night and day so that we would not become a burden to you while we preached the wonderful gospel of our God. So I think that's another part of it. You, you know, you're not putting a burden on other people. You know, you're you're not a, you're preaching for free, and you're actually making it easy for them to receive the gospel. Again, I'm not against churches charging and conferences, and I understand that these things cost money, and there are book tables for for the benefit of the the reader. But I think that there is a better way. I think that there there is a better way. Paul says here again, even though we could have imposed upon you our demands as apostles of Christ, instead we showed you kindness. So that's another one. Kindness, we cared for you in the same way as nursing mother cares for your own children. So kindness is another uh, prerequisite for being approved. Again, it says we were happy to share with you not only the gospel of our God, but also our lives because you had become dear to us. So I believe that's another one. Again, this idea of discipleship, this idea of not just flying in, flying out, posting on Facebook, but you are actually doing life with people. You're sharing yourself. So you don't just come in with a message, but you're sharing yourself. You're sharing your life 
with these people. And I think the very evidence of this letter, the very fact that there is a letter, shows that Paul's motivation wasn't just to preach the gospel, but it was to to disciple people. So again, this is another evidence that the Paul was doing life with people. In our approval, we are we are being kind. We are sharing our lives. We are not pleasing men, but pleasing God. We are not being a burden financially, but making it as easy as possible for people to receive the word of the kingdom. We're coming alongside people like the Holy Spirit. We're encouraging people like the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for the kingdom of God. Thank you, God, for for approving us as ministers of the gospel. God, uncover the blind spots that we have in our heart and in our mind. Holy Spirit, come alongside us so that we can come alongside others. Thank you, God, that we're freely received. And that's why we freely give. I love the last little bit that he says here in verse 20. He says that the people who heard the word, these are his pride and joy. For what will be our confident hope, our exhilarating joy, our wonderful trophy that we will boast in before our Lord Jesus at his appearing? It is you. Yes, you are our glorious pride and joy. So you are not just preaching at people. You are seeing them the way the Father sees them. And you are sowing into their lives. You're sowing into their future. You're discipling them. And you, they are your fruit. They are your joy, your reward. And your reward will be with God on that day. So who can you bring into the kingdom of God? It's good news. You are telling them that they are that God is not holding their sins against them. Father, would you help us today? Would you help us to preach the kingdom of God? Lord, without the wrong motive, Lord, would you approve us as ministers of the gospel? Holy Spirit, help us come alongside us to preach the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.